Welcome to the Loving Truth Podcast, where it's all about finding clarity, confidence, and peace in the face of marriage challenges. And now your host, relationship expert and certified master life coach, Sharon Pope. Hello, loves. This is Sharon Pope, and this is The Loving Truth. Today, the topic of our conversation is when it's too little, too late. If I had $5 for every time that I saw where a woman had been trying to resolve the issues in her marriage over and over and over again in every way that she could think of, and her husband was sort of resistant to all of those ways that she's just trying to improve the marriage. And then ultimately, over the course of years, she gets strong enough, not filled with fear anymore, and she makes what is a very difficult and sometimes heartbreaking decision to end the marriage. And then her husband wants to do all the things, wants to do all the things that she has been asking for for years. He'll go to counseling. He's being nice. He's asking about her day. He's trying to engage with her, wants to go out on dates with her. Um, He's watching YouTube videos on relationships. He's listening to podcasts. He's reading relationship books. Like now he's doing all the things all because she said that she was done, that she had finally come to the decision that she was done. So I'll give you an example of a client of mine. I'll refer to her as Susan. So she and her husband had been married for 12 years. They had two children. They were eight and five, so they were still pretty young. And they did like most couples did, where they got really involved in their work. They were, uh, she was an entrepreneur. She owned a med spa and he was in sales for an engineering firm. And they got wrapped up in that and she felt the disconnection between them. And so she would try to reach for him. You know, early on, it was like through date nights. You know, she wanted to plan things for them to go out and do. And it was usually just, you know, to go out to dinner together so that they could talk. The problem was is that he would go reluctantly and all they would talk about was kids, logistics, and the weather. Once in a while, they might talk about work, but they never talked about anything outside of those topics. She would initiate sex. He was always too tired. There was nothing left in the tank at the end of the day. Uh, She said, you know what? I think this is getting worse. It's not getting better. Would you be willing to go to a couples counselor with me? He said, no, I don't need that. If you want that, you can go see a therapist or a counselor, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. She bought him a relationship book. It sat there on his nightstand for a year. Never picked it up. So then, because she gave up along the way, she was trying all these things and nothing was working and he didn't seem to care that the relationship wasn't working for her. And so ultimately, she then made the very heartbreaking decision to let him know that it was time to end the marriage. And now he's doing all these things, right? So here's the reality. Why does this happen? We don't do what we should do. We do what we have to do. That's just human nature as for most human beings. I'm not going to say every human being because there's a lot of people who get up every day and take their vitamins, right? But most of us, we wait until we're sick and then we take the prescription. 
We don't actually take the vitamins. So we don't do what we should be doing. We do what we have to do. And it's no different in our marriages, right? If, if, if it requires me to get uncomfortable, which therapy might make you uncomfortable, even sex might make someone uncomfortable. Reading a relationship book might make someone feel uncomfortable, especially if it requires me to get uncomfortable. I'm going to avoid it unless I absolutely have no other choice. So here's the issue, is that sometimes that can maybe make her rethink her decision, but for the most part, it doesn't always. So. We don't do what we have to do or yeah, we don't do what we should do. We do what we have to do. And so that's the dynamic that's taking place. And that's why I say if I had $5 for every time I saw this happen, I would be a very, very wealthy woman. And I'm not making that up. Like it's sincere. <laughs> it happens all the time. So if this is happening to you and it's, and you're finding it really confusing, I want you to know that you're not alone. This happens all day, every day in my world. Okay. The second thing that is going on is that now he's doing all of these nice things and many of them, had he done them, call it three or five years ago, they would have made a huge difference. And you probably would have felt like you were out of the woods and you probably would have felt better about your marriage and you probably never would have come to the decision that for you, it's over. But now, three to five years later, now, doing all these things, which really, let's look at what the things are. So the things often are, well, he made dinner, or he asked about my day, or, you know, he, he gave me a, a hug and a kiss before we went to sleep. Like these are, this is basic stuff here, right? Like this is most of the things that, that people do, um, I call it just good behavior. These are the basics of being kind to the person you're in a relationship with, right? If you like someone, you're going to be kind to them. You're going to be respectful of them. You're going to care about their day and how they're feeling and what's on their mind and all that kind of stuff. But we don't, we don't often do that in our marriages. And that's a shame. So the things that are being done right now, I really want you to take a look at them and go, are they a big deal or is this just kind of respectful human behavior? Okay. And then you've got to be able to distinguish between, is it good behavior or is it lasting change? And how do I know the difference? So many times we don't trust that the changes that we're seeing in our spouse are going to last. And here's how you can know the difference. We don't just wake up one day. Most of us cannot just wake up one day and if we've been doing something one way for 20, 30, 40 years, we don't just wake up one day and automatically begin doing it a different way, do we? I mean, once in a while, there's a unicorn out there that can just make the decision and then they never do it again. But most of us, we need some structure and some tools and some support in order to create new habitual behaviors. So it doesn't, it's not going to take another 30 or 40 years to create a new habit or to undo an old habit, but it is going to take something. And that structure can look any way you want it to look, right? That can be hiring a coach. It can be going to see a therapist once a week. It can be um, reading a book 
every month and the two of you having a kind of your own little book club about it. It can be taking an online course or two. It can be watching a YouTube video every single week on relationships and how to improve your relationships. Like it can be anything you want it to be, but there's got to be some consistency and some structure, right? I want you to think about it like this. If you're an athlete, if you take your sport seriously, you have support around you. You have a coach who's helping you. If you wanted to run a marathon, you might do it all on your own, but more than likely you're reading a book or watching some videos. You're getting information to help you run a marathon. You might hire a trainer to help you, to help hold you accountable so that you reach those goals. So this is the way that we, that human beings can create new habits of behavior, but we usually need some structure around it. All right, so when you're trying to figure out, is it good behavior or is it lasting change? If I'm a betting woman, and many times I am, if there's no structure around it and it's just, he's just being nice, it's good behavior. It's not lasting change. And the habits that created the, the bad or hurtful behavior in the past eventually are going to come back when you take your foot off that gas and say, oh, now our marriage is no longer in trouble and I'm no longer thinking about leaving. So when the, when the threat is taken away, then very likely it's going to go back to the way that it was. I've almost never seen it happen any other way. So I get why you don't trust it. And I want you to think about like, if you've ever raised a teenager, you know that when they get in trouble, when they get grounded, oftentimes what they do is then they're really nice to you, right? They, they, they'll take out the trash without being asked. They'll, they'll do the dishes, right? Because they want their phone back, right? So they're on good behavior. That's, what's, that's all that's happening, right? So I get that that, for many women, seeing their husband in a lot of pain can paralyze you. Because it's really hard to see someone that you care about in that much pain. And women, because we are the nurturers and the caretakers and we are more empathetic, sometimes that will stop us. It'll make us rethink. It'll make us forget about our pain. I want to point that out because I've seen women where over the course of years, and they would tell me about how the struggles in their marriage have impacted them personally. They tell me about crying in the shower every single day or crying on their way home from work in the car, crying when they hear a song that reminds them of the the relationship early on, falling asleep at night, crying themselves to sleep, right? Like they tell me about all of these really painful, painful moments. And then they come to this decision that it's time to end the marriage. And then when they see their partner in pain, they forget about the years of their pain. Now, I'm not saying that his pain doesn't matter. All pain matters. But I don't want you to, I don't want the pain that he's in now to invalidate the pain that you've gone through. Because what I know is that if you've made the decision to end your marriage, you did not get there overnight. You didn't just make that decision on a whim. 
It took a long time and a lot of trying other things before you ever got to this decision. So sometimes all these efforts that he's doing, and we understand why he's doing them, sometimes it works, right? And sometimes there's a softening within you and a new opening for the two of you. I'm thinking of a client right now where she finally had gone to her husband and told him the truth that for her, the marriage was over. And she, I knew when she was doing it and it was on a Friday and I thought I would hear from her over the weekend and I didn't. And I thought, that's interesting. I wonder what's happening. And so on Monday morning, she reached out to me and she said that Friday they stayed up all night hashing and rehashing and crying and holding each other and all of these things. And then Saturday, they were very gentle with each other. Um, but she was in a moment of like rethinking that decision. And then by Sunday, because we had talked about what to expect and you know whether it was going to be good behavior or lasting change and how to really change this, she had heard me say those things before. By Sunday, they had put together a plan for how to see if they could evolve the marriage. And I guess his words and actions and emotion or whatever, um, she, she rethought her decision and she said, let me just pump the brakes and let me see what will happen here. Let me see what will transpire. Let me see if he's serious. And they're still together. Right? So it does happen. Sometimes there's a softening and there's a new opening because the fear of ending the marriage sort of breaks both of you open. And now there's a new place to connect where the two of you can really hear each other and you're no longer about trying to change each other. It's just, oh my gosh, this is a really big deal. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes all the efforts and all the emotion doesn't create that opening and doesn't change your decision. When a marriage is ending and you see your partner in pain, you're never going to look at that and feel good about it. So I'm not suggesting that you should feel sad. I think sad is a perfectly rational emotion to feel when a marriage is ending, feel sad, even feel guilty because you know that your decision is hurting another person, but don't, necessarily force that to make you stop, to make you choose a different decision. You might, you might not. And that has to be okay. None of us like marriages to end. Like we love the beginning of marriage. We love the falling in love and we love the weddings and all that. We hate marriages ending. And yet if we argue with reality, we will suffer 100% of the time, right? So sometimes your heart can open again because of the actions and the emotions and everything that you're experiencing and sometimes it can't and that has to be okay because that is the reality of it, all right? So I want you to cut yourself a break. Give yourself a little slack if this has described your situation. Sometimes it's too, the, the little actions are too late to bridge a really wide disconnect. And sometimes they're not. All right. I hope that was helpful. 
I will see you next week. And until then, take really good care. If you've lost hope in your marriage and know that it's time to leave, but you feel too scared, lost, or overwhelmed to take action, join me for my free on-demand training, Undoing I Do. In this 60-minute class, I'll give practical advice on how to process the emotions holding you back so you can confidently take steps towards your new happiness. This is the same process myself and thousands of other women have used to achieve tremendous healing, growth, and clarity. Sign up for the training now at SharonPope.com forward slash undoing. That's SharonPope.com forward slash undoing. I'll see you there. If you've been stuck and struggling in your marriage for years or even decades, and you're serious about finding the confidence, clarity, and peace you desire, it's time to book a Truth and Clarity session with a member of my team. On the call, we'll discuss where you are in your marriage and whether I can help you come to a decision about how to move forward and guide you through every step of that difficult journey. Go to clarityformymarriage.com to fill out an application now. That's clarityformymarriage.com.